0: Welcome to In Conversation, the podcast from Creative Coverage that focuses on artists and their practice. I'm Tim Saunders, and today I'm joined by the artist Joanna Cummings. Can you describe your style to me, Joanna?
1: Um, I suppose you could say impressionist, but increasingly expressionist, going towards more and more abstract. It's evolving. Um because you know, I have a natural um, tendency to try and look for. I'm going to start boring on about the light now, which artists always do, given half a chance. But <laughs> I, I think. It, in my case, I'm less interested in the direct contours of what I'm looking at and more about the way the light falls on things. And I'm following the light rather than following the contours necessarily. And so I'm always looking at sort of mood, atmosphere, um going into through colour um, and and brightness or darkness of the things I'm looking at rather than these ex- explicit outlines of, of what I'm trying to do. Does that make any sense at all?
0: Yes, it certainly does. And makes even more okay. sense when you're looking at your work, of course. And uh, the, yes. the great thing is that there'll be a link to this interview. On your profile page, and people will be able to do exactly that.
1: So, when they're thinking, What on earth is she talking about? they can look at the, at, the, at the work and hopefully get some sort of idea.
0: Yes. So, for many years, you lived in Cornwall, and now yes, you're in Somerset. Yes. How has the light changed, if at all?
1: Um, it's not so much the light as the atmosphere. I'm I try to capture what it feels like to actually be in a place, um, without going into the sort of specifics of, of necessarily um, recording that that rock stands ten feet from that tree or whatever. I'm actually looking at, looking for atmosphere, and there's a vast difference between landscape in Cornwall, um, which is much wilder much less um tamed than than Somerset I mean the contrast is huge certainly North Cornwall which was where we were living you've got dramatic rocks and you've got the wild sea and you've got the effects of the wind on trees so no tree stands upright it's all bending over which is um fantastic to to capture atmosphere in somerset it's much more wooded you've got um rolling hills and you've got um gentler farmland and you've got canals I absolutely a big thing for me is reflections and I love reflections in water whether of still water like or comparatively still like canals or heaving waves of of the sea I mean it's all interesting but I've enjoyed um the contrast and discovering a county that although my husband comes from Somerset I didn't know at all really and i am enjoying it um, and we're lucky because we live within easy reach of the North Somerset Coast, the South Somerset Coast, Exmoor, Dartmoor, the Mendips, the Quantocks. They're all within easy reach and it's a huge range. How has that
0: changed your your approach and, and your work?
1: I think that it has. <laughs> Before I was looking hugely at the sea and out to sea, and now I'm I'm concentra- I'm, I'm looking at light through the canopy of trees, um, pan- on panoramas, um, looking at canals, and um, looking at the reflections of what's beside the canal in the water, and it has changed. That has a, had an effect on what I'm painting and how I'm painting it. It's a more, it's quite difficult to put in. It's, it's a less sort of. Um, it's it's quite hard to put into words, but it, it's it's a stiller landscape, which allows you more time, in a way, to get into it than in Cornwall. It's it's fast changing, and you're also dealing with the elements. Far more. I mean, if you can stand upright in Cornwall at certain seasons of the year, you're doing really well in (laughs) Corset, We've got much more chance of doing that. And it's a it's a you can you've got more time, if you like, to capture it, to look at it. And it's still doing that in Cornwall. It's likely to have changed. Does that help?
0: Yes, it does. So Mm. I am gauging from that that you actually paint in the landscape on plein air.
1: I would love to all the time. In practice, I tend to do sketches and to take a lot of digital photos, which I then bring back to my studio as a reference. If I lived in the south of France um, or anywhere where the climate was not hostile, I would do an awful lot more en plein air um, painting than. Um, I do at the moment because if I'm wet cold miserable hanging onto my canvas and trying to keep the you know the paints from running away and not to mention lugging tons of equipment from the car to some excellent spot for painting I would do a lot more of it but I can't paint if I'm cold wet and miserable I'm much better at sketching and taking photos in that landscape scape and getting back to the warmth of my studio where I can really concentrate on what I'm trying to portray.
0: Yes, I'm with you there. I'm, I'm just looking out of the window here and it's bucketing it down.
1: It's not great, no. <laughs> but taking a photo in that those conditions is fantastic because you can capture that and then go back and do things with it in the studio. So if I moved, if I relocated to another country in warm conditions, I'd be outside all the time. But sadly here, um, it doesn't happen very often.
0: How many paintings do you work on at a time?
1: I probably work on uh, up to about six um, because I find that what happens in the painting process is I get an idea. I get an inspiration. I take my canvas and I I really quickly paint something that initially you look at and you think I'm a genius I've captured that idea That's the, there it is that's what I want to do and you've got the bones of an idea um, but then if you work on into it you tend to find that pretty quickly you lose when i say you i mean me when you that i lose that I, that initial inspiration and i become bogged down in the fact that i'm not a genius and it's not working and actually um, if i do any more to it right now i'm going to kick it and actually i should put it aside work on something else and then come back to it when you see it afresh and you can carry it on and that t- i so i tend to keep Changing what I'm working on because I put down the, the the bones of an idea, leave it, come back to it and think. Right now, I need in order to to pursue that idea and to keep it alive and keep it spontaneity. I need to work it in this or that direction, and so I will work furiously at that because I tend to work quickly. Um, So I work furiously at that for a while, and then I think, I've completely lost that. Um, Why on earth did I have this idea? Um, Right, I'm going to leave it and do something else. There are paintings in complete contrast, which you, you, you put down the idea, you see the idea, you work it through, you keep going and you finish it. But those are so rare compared with the ones where the idea kind of develops, the painting takes over. And you, although you have your basic idea of where the dark areas are, where the the light areas are and what you're trying to express, sort of the intuitive process takes over and it all starts to, the paint does things that maybe you weren't expecting and you see something in it. Well, I could do that, that might look might work yes i'll pursue that and the whole thing changes for the good or the bad depending on how the the process is and that's a fascination for me of course and also the infuriation
0: (laughs) (laughs) and also how do you know when to finish because Uh, it'd be very easy to overwork a painting can't it
1: isn't it just um yes that's a really it's sometimes It's impossible. And sometimes I have to literally sit on my hands and say, no, leave it alone. You can't do any more to that. Um, If you do that, you, you will ruin it. And there is a fine line that you have to try to respect. I usually find that the best thing is to leave when I think it might be finished. I leave it alone, live with it for a week or so and then then look at it again or, you know, ignore it for a week or so until I can assess it properly. Um, the danger is when you just keep working something and in keeping on working, you kill it. Um, and it is a fine line.
0: And am I right in thinking you work in acrylics and, and no other? Work,
1: well, yes, 90%. of the time I work in acrylics because I find them incredibly versatile I can um, rough out in thin washes my initial stage of a painting and you can work through the acrylics is there through every possible way of, of expressing? You can build it up in layers, you can over paint it if you want to, you can change it easily, and you can work it with, with a palette knife, um, thickly in thick layers. And and I, I do all of those things. You can get wonderful retarders that um s- slow down the, the drying process because acrylic, acrylics dry very quickly, um, which is a blessing and sometimes not so you you can make it wetter you can um make it dry more slowly you can build up with thick um you can buy thick gels that will allow you to build up even greater the texture of your painting and everything it's all there and the um they they mix very well you can mix your colors very easily so yes i i really love acrylics but I do sometimes use oils, um, perhaps to, to at the very end of a process, um, right. and I never use watercolour.
0: Are, are you saying that you work with oils and acrylics on the same painting? Yes, I'm very very
1: rarely, but just occasionally, I think that this would really that particular effect would be increased by by a, the addition of some oil oils to it um, I have an issue with the the, the toxicity of the the um, you know things like white spirit and stuff that you have to use with oils and also with the drying process you know that they they take ages to dry and so and I tend to work very quickly and want to change things very quickly and I just find that for me I prefer working in acrylics, but very occasionally I will, on top of the acrylics, um, add some oils. You can't do it the other way around. You can't work in oils and then put acrylics on the top, but you can work in acrylics and then put oil on the top. But it's rare. I, I don't do it very
0: often. What What have you used the oil on? What, what part of the painting?
1: Um, it's usually for emphasis if on a particular Part that I just want to perhaps bring out um, the incredible richness of, of oil colour. Um, sometimes you can gain immediately just by putting it there, and you just think that's what that needs, and I will do it. But it's it is rare, as I say. Some I will use oil pastels sometimes, um, and I will use charcoal, but uh, you know charcoal quite often oil pastels and oil much less, acrylics all the time. Once I've finished a painting, um, I will generally, if I'm going to exhibit it, I will frame it just with a box frame. I keep it simple with a white wood box frame because that tends to um, suit everybody. It's difficult picking a a frame that says I'm a frame. And then you want, you know, somebody's gonna come along and say, I don't like that. Um whereas if you just keep it simple with a white box frame, few people will object. Um so yeah, and for exhibiting, I think it finishes off a picture um nicely, you know, to, to frame it. So I generally frame. But um yeah, no, I generally frame.
0: Okay. What would you say is your greatest achievement to date?
1: <laughs> um oh goodness I think I I mean I if you're talking in are you talking in terms of commercial success
0: well, when I've had Well, and I am not talking about getting Skype on your computer or working <laughs>
1: that's a great <laughs> achievement <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have, I've had um commercial success you could talk in in terms of the year that a thousand pounds of my work was chosen as a prize for dorset foods best b and b in Cornwall. Um, there was a London design company that wanted me to that wanted my paintings to put in a house that they were doing up i mean all those kind of things um are commercial successes mm-hmm. but I think I would say that <laughs> my greatest success is my next painting the one that i'm working on is always the one i'm working on and i have an idea and i push it through and it, it may or may not achieve something and it, and the for me the the working process is the excitement when i finished it i tend to think mm that's that one right now the next one's going to be absolutely great and so I think I think it's probably <laughs> my next painting is probably the answer in a nutshell.
0: And what are you working on at the moment?
1: Ah, At the moment, because oh, this time of the year is actually a nightmare because of the light or lack of it. Um, so I'm, I'm tending. I work on landscapes. I'm working on about um, three at the moment and then I'm doing portraits once the light. Although I've got daylight bulbs and neon lighting in my studio, I find that it's easier to work for me to work on portraiture um in the once the light gets dim than to work on because because my process is so much um following the light and where the light's going in my paintings when there isn't that light, it's really hard so on on tapes while the light's at least something some some part of it's there and then go into portraiture when it isn't i mean i tend to be um inspired by the natural landscape um the last thing you'll ever find in my work is a building of any kind um and if it is there it's in the distance so you can hardly see it I'm inspired by the natural landscape, whatever that is, whether it's cliffs, sea, um, trees, in whatever season, I mean, it's fascinating to, to go through the seasons with a forest or, or woodland path and you've got you know at the moment what well, you just had autumn colors and now you've got bare skeletons and and you know back at, by the time we get to sort of march april you've got the beginnings of those brilliant green leaves coming through all that kind of thing is is endless inspiration to me and and we, it doesn't matter each season is fascinating um because you can follow you can follow the light through things, even on a grey, horrible day, as, just as you can on a brilliant summer's day. It's all there waiting. To, the colours are different um, and trying to get those more deadened colours in the winter. And yet you get brilliant blues and, and you can find and purples and getting the colours of a, of a particular time of year uh, or a particular time of day is endlessly endlessly fascinating
0: well it's to inspiring to, to listen to you um you know d- despite the lockdowns yeah. <laughs> and covid and all of that you know it sounds to me as if you've been able to get out into the landscape regularly and yes. produce some fantastic work
1: well i don't know about that but i've, I've certainly got out <laughs> into the landscape i'm um, i the covid thing obviously is Horrendous, but it has allowed what it has done. Although it's depressed sales, it has allowed me to um, paint without with fewer distractions. And and to um, you can, as an artist, you can stay away from people quite easily. Quite frankly, you're, you're working in your studio, or you're out in the landscape exploring things. Um, so you know, for me, the the built landscape. Um, the inhabited landscape, is not one that I generally do anyway for my work. Um, I love doing portraits, and obviously that's something that I'm having to do from photos, not from um, individuals now, from individuals sitting for me. Um, I did manage to get a couple of people sitting for me just before the lockdown struck back in whenever it was, March. Um, But I've got, you know, I, I just enjoy Trying, I'm always trying to improve my work. I'm just on a mission to, to, uh, for me and my canvas, canvases, just, just trying to endlessly work through a process that's kind of compelling and um, won't leave you alone. If I, if I can't paint for a, a few days, I'm very twitchy. I, I do have withdrawal symptoms. It's it's sad.
0: It's very sad. No, it isn't. <laughs> um, so how do you tackle portraiture? Because I've I've often you know tried to sketch my my daughters or how are you able to um, master that?
1: Bruh, I wouldn't say I've mastered it. Um, it's a process of catching the solidity of the head. You, a face isn't flat. So what you're doing is to look at the structure of the head. Um, Before you start looking at the individual features of the individual, you've got to make their head solid. And to anybody who's thinking of taking up portraiture, what I would say is start by drawing eggs, um, melons, um, anything that and, and put it with one light source and make it solid. Look at where the light is and the dark is, because that's going to give you the that's going to give you the three dimensional solidity for your for your object. And then you can start looking at the actual shape and um, characteristics of the face that you of the individual person you're looking at. Um, so I would say start with your melons and your eggs. <laughs>
0: Well, I do you know I buy a melon once a week, but it's never hanging around long enough to actually <laughs> <laughs> well, just capture it for a little while.
1: Get there with your pencil, <laughs> make it, it. <laughs> and then anyone it till you've got it down on paper. <laughs> oh well, thank you for that. That's
0: very very interesting to know.
1: And then then you can start wrestling with the shapes of eyes and the shapes of nose and the noses and the shapes of, of mouths. Endlessly, again, endlessly fascinating.
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much for your time, Joanna. It's been enjoyable spending time with you.
1: OK, thank you very much. A pleasure. <laughs>